0: Hey there, fabulous teacher. Have you been wondering how to make writing time in your classroom more effective for your students? Do you want your students to love writing time? If so, I think it's time for you and I to start transforming your writing instruction. I'm Melissa Morrison, and I have a passion for helping teachers to feel confident in teaching writing and help them grow successful writers. I've worked with numerous teachers to guide them through this transformation, and in this podcast, I bring you the practical strategies you need to make writing the best time of your day. Let's get going. Hey, writing teacher, how are you today? What is happening? So last episode... I had asked actually, um, talked about thinking about the wins that you've had. And then I'm able to put like a question or a poll on the episode. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever seen it. So you haven't looked out, look out for it, but I had asked for people to share their wins. Um, anything that's happened as a win recently. So even if you haven't shared that with me, I just want you to take the time to think about it right now. What has been a win for you? And writing is what I would like you to think about, but you don't have to, you can pick anything else. You can pick whatever you want. So, Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to share about, um, this, this idea that I have, um, the idea that high jump coaching high jump and the high jump actually in general is just like teaching, writing and teaching writers. Oh, it's just, I'm so excited. let me tell you what happened. Okay. So my daughter coaches, oh my gosh, my daughter jumps the high jump. She's a sophomore and she only started as a freshman and you know, she, she just must have some kind of natural talent or just did something, you know, well enough in a way that, um, she was pretty successful with it in her first year. She actually broke our school record. Um, and apparently her PR, which is her personal jump record, her personal record, um, is something that was pretty, pretty good, I guess, for a freshman, because if you think about it, most freshmen high jumpers have never high jumped before. (laughs) Um, my daughter was actually in track in another group before high school, but they did, she didn't do that. So anyway, um, you know, in our small school, Although she had a coach who was really supportive and tried to learn some things, she really didn't know any more about the high jump than Callie did. Um, So she really just um, taught herself a lot and just kind of tried it and it, and it seemed to work. However, we knew, you know, her dad and I knew that there were probably some things about her jump board that weren't quite right, even though somehow they were working for her. And therefore if she really wanted to continue on jumping higher, you know, if she wanted to improve, she was going to need some real help. She was going to need someone who knew what they were talking about. And so we signed her up. We actually found a, a nice clinic for her to go to. And I had not gone to her first few, um, practices, uh, or clinics, trainings, what have you, my husband had gone. So when I finally went one day, oh my goodness, it was just so fun because not only was it nice to just see her being trained and, and learning some things, but As I watched this trainer, every single thing that he did with his jumpers and just thinking about the high jump in general, to me, just screamed writing instruction. All I could think about was the similarities and all the parallels between what was going on in that training session and what I want to see happening in writing. So today we're going to go on a little, uh, I'm going to tell a little story about that training session and, um, you know, how I see it relating to writing. And so as I go through the first part, talking about the training session, I'm going to try to just kind of explain what happened and not, share right away what I was thinking about writing. And so if you've been doing writer's workshop or if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, um, see what comes up for you as far as how it compares to writing as I go through what happened in this training session. So before I get into the session, let me give you some vocabulary upfront that you may or may not have heard before. Um, high jump. I know you know what that is. Approach means the way the jumper runs up to the bar. Their, uh, distance means how far they are away from the bar. And then they have their number of steps because there are like a specific number of steps that a runner or high jumper would take in their approach. The takeoff is at, is the point where they get right in front of the bar and they do their jump up. Um the standards are the polls on either side um of you know kind of like the mat where the bar that the bar sits on. I've already said personal record, PR, which is like a track term, track and field term, I suppose, or I don't know, maybe use it for a lot of things. I've I've never had a PR for anything. Um I think that might be it. Okay. So when I went to this session for the first time, it was actually her fourth session, but the first three sessions were with a different trainer. So this was the first time that this trainer was not only working with Callie, but with the three other jumpers that were in her session this time. So it was really nice because I got to see exactly his, his approach and how he got to know the jumpers and what he did to kind of see what they were doing and what he would work with, with on. Oh my gosh, work with them on. And he did not, you know, say, what did the other trainer work with you on? He wanted to see what he thought he would, how he would help them. So when he spoke with each one, he asked them about their approach. He asked them their PR. He asked them their distance, you know, which is part of their approach. And um, I think he asked them like how they're feeling about their jump right now. Okay, So he did that for every single jumper. Now, obviously every jumper does not have the same PR. So therefore they don't have the same bar height. Now there were two boys and two girls in this session. The bar bar height for the boys was, I believe a little bit higher than the girls. However, that's not always the case, especially when they're, you know, in the beginning like this. Um, and so as far as I could tell, the trainer was, um, choosing a bar height for like a pair of jumpers. So he might not move it exact to their exact like PR or right below it every time, but he would put it in the general area as far as I could tell. And so now we know that he knows that they're going to be able to get over this bar when they go and do their jump. Right? So then he'd say, okay, I want everybody to show me their jump. And that was it. There was no direction he just had them start where they were supposed to start. You know, they measured it out, find their spot and they jumped. Obviously as they're jumping, he's watching, he's observing, he's seeing things he's thinking and he knows, you know, he's the one that really knows what they might need. Okay. So after they jumped right away and I'll, you know, speak for Callie first that he said, okay, actually the very first thing was he thought her distance needed to be further. He said, you're not really getting the speed that you need. Have you ever tried at this distance, whatever it was? And she said, no. And he said, okay, I want you to try that because you need to get faster. Um, you know, as you're getting closer. Uh, so that was the first thing they did. And actually he could tell right away that it worked. He backed her up. She ran, she ran faster at the beginning. He's like, all right, we're going to jump from there. So that was the first thing. However, both. So, so then she jumped twice. So then the next time he said, when you are in your takeoff, so they do jump off of one leg. So one knee drives up and they jump. But as she's doing that, her legs were too far apart. They should be shoulder width and she has them further apart than that. So that was what he knew she needed to work on. Now, as I said before, Callie is pretty new to this and she is pretty self-taught. Now she has been in training for a little while. However, her trainer has only worked on some, so much, you know, there's been a few things that they've talked about. So I'm almost certain there are quite a few things that Kelly needs to work on. And actually throughout the rest of the training, I heard more things that, you know, she, he might've mentioned to her. Um, like, I think at one point he even said, your arm's not really what I want you to be, but that's okay. We're going to work on your legs right now. So after he, show, he told her that he then said, here, this is, I want to show you. And he stood in front of the bar and he showed her where his feet were and he had his like shoulder width apart. And then he asked her to do that. Oh, I would just love to hear what some of you are thinking about what is making you think of writing, you know, what has come to mind, if anything about writing instructions so far, I would love to know, but I, I, I can't cause I, I can't talk to you. Um, but I'm going to, I'm not going to say anything yet. I'm going to move on just a little bit and then we're going to recap some of the, the, the moves that we, um, have seen that, that I'm telling you about that the trainer had made. So first of all, I just want to share that, you know, as, um, they always kind of took turns. So, like if, if Callie was working with him for a little bit and then they would bring up, you know, two other jumpers and and he would work with, he would bring up two other jumpers and work with them or the girls would go. And then the boys would go. So I, you know, it wasn't um, just Callie for, you know, a, a long amount of time. So I was able to see other things that he worked on with the other jumpers. And there was one jumper who the trainer had talk to him about something about his form. Um, I want to say it was the, where his head was when he went over the bar. However, after a couple of jumps had gone on and the coach noticed that he just wasn't being consistent in his approach. As I said before, they're supposed to speed up when they get to the bar and he wasn't always doing that. And, you know, it was something that I think that they had gone over before, but the coach stopped talking about his head <laughs> and his head placement and started to talk about that. And he actually kind of talked to him about it more of this, like you got to get your head in the game. You know, you gotta you gotta be ready every single time, and you gotta be consistent. and You gotta get that under your belt, right? So it was almost more of a an attitude kind of thing, or just like a thinking kind of thing that had to do with this approach to his jump, because I'm sure we know when it comes to athletics, it's not just about the physical part. It has to be about the mental part as well. And so, you know, the trainer kind of felt as though the mental part for him wasn't there right now. Um, and that was affecting the physical part. That was really interesting to me and I can't wait to share why. Um, So let's just kind of recap for a minute. The coach talked to the players, the players, the jumpers from the beginning, because they knew nothing about them. So he asked them some things. He got to know some information by talking to them and by asking them a few things, he found out their PR, which was super important because that's the level. That's the height of the bar. He had to know that. Think about why, why does he have to know that? What if he just picked it? for everybody. I think that would work. Um, so then he got the information he needed about the approach, their distance, their steps, their PR. Then without any direction, he watched, he said, go do it. You do you right. You do your jump. Let me watch. And he did. He observed, he looked at everything after also talking to them and he then made a decision and his decision was not the same for every jumper. His decision was the one that he thought was most impactful. The base, the basics for them, like, right. What's most foundational for their jump and for them to improve, what do they really need to do right now to make their jump better and to increase that bar height? I also notice that when he decided this and showed it to them, you know, he demonstrated it in some way. This is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. This is when it should happen. Let me show you. Let me show you again, using a picture model, my example, watch him when he jumps, look at it. You know, that could have been another thing he could do. And then he got right into, you know, having them try at no point. Did these jumpers really stop jumping? Okay. Callie for a little bit stood there and saw the the stance, but that was it. You know, they jumped and they jumped again and they got feedback and they jumped again. And so I missed that part, right? The feedback. So he demonstrated, he showed, they tried, they, they tried it out. They practiced it. And then he gave feedback "Mm, that's not quite there yet. Or yes, you got it. And then he decided, should I demonstrate it again? Should I show it in a different way? Should they change up the way they're, you know, trying this, what should I do? And then he decides, and then you might show them and then they try it again. And this went on throughout the session for each of them. But as I said, they each had something different, different that they were working on. And for one of them, it wasn't even the physical part exactly. So that's a little bit of a recap. I wonder what else you might be thinking about writing at this time. Cause I'm thinking so much and I can't wait to share. I just think this is the best analogy ever. I'm very excited about it. Um, and so let's go ahead and start thinking about how this relates to writing instructions. Hello again, writing teacher. I am so glad that you are listening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, wherever it is that you do listen, to go ahead and do a review and let people know what's so great about it. I would love for more teachers to be able to get some learning about writing from this podcast if you're interested in any further information, you can find me in a couple of places. One is YouTube. Melissa Morrison. I have a lot of videos there for you to, to help you with writing instruction. And then also on Facebook, I have a Facebook page teaching to transform LLC and a Facebook group where you can learn more from me and chat with other teachers. It is called transform writing K through eight. And I would love to see you there. Have a great day.